Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we talk about when to go to Walt Disney World in 2024, the best and worst times to go. Find all our episodes of this podcast anywhere you find podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you leave us a positive review. You can also check us out on youtube.com slash at Disney Deciphered. Subscribe, like, and comment there. If you'd like to support the podcast, check us out at patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered, where you can receive bonus content and paid members can receive ad-free episodes. You can also support the podcast at no cost to you by using me as your travel agent. Get started by emailing josephchung at travelmation.net. If you have any questions or episode ideas, email us DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, tweet at us at www.deciphered on Twitter, or find us on Instagram, Disney Deciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As The Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips With Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So, Leslie, I'm just going to do this every time until it happens. Genie Plus... As of time of recording, still no changes. Waiting on you, Disney. Yep. It's going to become our new, like, Schmurz Day, I have a feeling. We're going to be repeating this for years to come, for those of you who listen to Disney Dish. Indeed. So as we still wait for those Genie Plus things to happen, let's start, Leslie. I forgot to do this last week and talk about where can people find your work on the internet? I know you're updating a lot of articles as we start the new year of travel. Yes, I am tripswithtikes.com at tripswithtikes everywhere on social media. And yes, with the new year comes lots of article <laughs> updates after that nice long holiday we all had. So it's coming, folks. Joe, where can folks find you? You can find me at As a Joe Flies. And of course, if you're looking to plan a Disney vacation in 2024 or Universal or Disney Cruise Line, Joseph Chung at travelmation.net. Also, you can find the podcast on YouTube now, youtube.com slash at Disney Deciphered. We really appreciate it. If you could subscribe to the channel, like it, leave us some comments. And of course, we have our Patreon and we have some Patreon subscribers to thank. All paid Patreon members I receive ad-free episodes. Leslie, who do we have to thank today? Today, we're thanking Tyler S. and Steve H. Thanks so much for supporting the podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered if you'd like to get those ad-free episodes and all the bonus stuff we put out. We have some trips coming up, both of us. You'll get our trip reports day by day from Inside Parks. Thank you so much, everyone, for your support. All right. So for today's episode, Leslie, we are going to be looking at 2024, talking about, you know, every year we like to talk about when is a good time to go. We've done this a few years, so we wanted to change things up a little bit by adding in, you know, we're going to talk about different times of the year, but also add in a tip or a trick, you know, a Disney do or don't for every time period that we're talking about in the year. But I know a lot of people, you're planning your 2024 Disney trips, thinking about when to go. Obviously, if you were thinking of going in January, you already decided. But you know, I have people contacting me who are still even thinking of going in February. So we're going to talk about when are the best times to go this year. As we talked about last week, there are a bunch of discounts out right now. I expect there to be discounts all year. So discount wise, you know, I think you're going to have your pick of discounts whenever you decide to go. So we're just going to talk about the other things. So for each time period, we're going to talk about pros and cons and give you a tip. So let's start with the time period we're in right now, Leslie, January and February. What are the pros and cons of going during that time? And what what do we expect? Oh, and for each time, we'll also talk about what we expect crowds to be like. Sure. So pros of January, February, most of the time, the weather is pretty decent. At least it's not too hot. You do occasionally have, you know, sort of 
winter chill and some some rains to deal with. But generally, avoiding the heat is like the biggest thing that you have to think about at weather when it comes to weather at Disney World. And then also prices are lower this time of year. So, you know, like you said, there's discounts all year long, but you're going to sort of have the lower default uh, prices and probably be able to save a bit more on all of those extras like the Genie Plus purchases, things like that. So that's really the reason. I love going in February. That's a common time for, for me to go. Last year, I went in late January. So definitely, definitely good, good times to schedule if you don't have kids in school. Now, the con of this time of year is because the crowds are lower, because the, you know, prices are lower, that means that there are shorter park hours, and there's less daylight that you have to work with. So if you kind of have, you know, younger kids who go to bed with the sun, then it's going to be probably harder to keep them motivated and enjoy later nights and later nights may not even be available to you. Yeah, I really enjoy the daylight. I will say that, you know, we did that whole episode on attractions that are better to ride at night. So maybe a little bit of a silver lining, but the park hours are definitely a con. Now, crowds, unless you're there for one of the big holidays, so... As you're listening to this, Martin Luther King weekend already happened, but that's usually very busy. President's weekend, of course, is very busy, and Mardi Gras is the week before President's weekend this year. So those times are really busy. Other than that, there's really – the crowds are very mild or moderate at worst, and it's it's very doable. You should note that in late January, like in the 20s, the Skyliner is going to be shut down for a few days. Other than that, not much to worry about crowd-wise, and it should be pretty good. There are special events, and we're going to talk about the different events or things you need to think about during each time period. January and February is Festival of the Arts. Um, That's my favorite Epcot festival. Leslie, I think it's yours as well. Yeah, although I still haven't been to Food and Wine in a very long time. (laughs) But yeah, it's a lovely little festival. It's smaller, it's lower key, like it's not as big of a destination for folks, but I think that sort of adds to its charm. I feel like we're two years away from things flipping, like Festival of Arts is going to get so popular. And then, you know, one of the other festivals, Food and Wine, Flower and Garden, that they're going to come back up, you know, everything, everything in balance, everything in balance. So what do you have for a tip for us if you're planning to go to Disney in January or February this year? So during this time of year, you might want to consider one of the after hours events that are offered in some of the different parks, um, different nights. And, you know, this is sort of the upside of the parks closing early is that they stay open, but to only to people who buy this special after hour, after hours ticket. So if that is something that works for your schedule, especially if you're an adults only trip, a teen trip, you can often just knock out a lot of rides going to one of these after hours parties for the additional fee. So maybe you save a day on park tickets and pay a little bit more for one of these after hours parties to really sort of maximize your ride doing popcorn and soda and ice cream i think is included last year was the first year they did hollywood studios and people were like walking on to rise of the resistance the majority of the, i think they had one party where everything went badly but for the majority of those after hours parties it was like really awesome for people at hollywood studios and then this year they're adding epcot as well it's definitely on my list of things to do to check out one of those after hours parties because it's even better than deluxe extended evening hours and all that stuff it's it's like there's only a couple thousand people in the park and popcorn and ice cream. So that's pretty good. All right. So let's move on to our next time of the year. That would be March and April spring break time. What are the pros and cons that we have here, Leslie? 
Pros here, still weather. And in fact, I think weather tends to be even better um, than in January, February. It gets a little bit warmer, um, but not usually very hot, usually until like at least middle to end of April. And um, the cons, though, are the crowds. Like you say, it's spring break time, and that means demand's higher. That means also that prices are a bit higher. But this year, we think with the deals, you can still find some good prices to go this this time of year. But overall, really, really nice time of year. And, and spring break is spread out for so many people. So that's the good news. It's not like the week between Christmas and New Year's, which we'll talk about in a bit, where everybody descends upon the park in one, you know, a couple of days. Spring breaks in the South tend to happen earlier and spring breaks sort of in the rest of the country tend to be a little bit later, like end of March, early April. So that does spread people out just a little bit. So the highest crowds this year Disney is anticipating is going to be from March 19th to April 6th. I know that because that's when the lower annual passes are blocked out. And so that is, like you said, Leslie is coinciding with Easter and all that. Flower and Garden is beginning. So that's the special event that happens in March and April. That is going to begin on February 28th. And Easter is March 31st. So there's a Easter parade, I think. And there are like Easter events, like Easter egg hunts and things like that. They happen for a very short amount of time. But if you're there during those times, definitely check that out. My tip for visiting in March and April it's a little bit counterintuitive, but Saturdays are the days that you're going to have the lowest crowds and the least number of people. We learned this during the park reservation era, recently ended park reservation era, because there was always park reservations on Saturdays and Sundays, but the midweeks is when a lot of park reservations sold out or sold out first. And if you think about it for a second, take a bird's eye view, it makes sense, right? Because all these spring breaks are different times for different areas of the country. Everyone is traveling in and out on the weekends. That's why the parks are less crowded during those times. So our tip for March and April spring break time, try to go on a Saturday if you can. The crowds will be a little bit lower than the rest of the time. For sure. All right, well, let's move along to May. What are the pros and cons as you see it to going during this time of year? I mean, May is one of my favorite times to go. It's firmly one of those shoulder seasons. Kids are starting to get out of school, but parents aren't ready to take vacation off yet. And the majority of kids in the country are in their last month of school, so parents aren't going to pull their kids out of school then. So I think that's a great time to go. Again, you will see lower crowds, but unlike January and February, the sun's out longer, it's warmer, which is a con as well. You can get very hot days in May. I mean, you get hot days anytime in Florida, but in May, they can get really hot. And another con for some people is to go in May, for most people, you are pulling your kids out of school to take advantage of that shoulder season. So that would be uh, the pros and cons of going in May. Any special events to think about and other things to think about crowd-wise in May? Yeah, so Flower and Garden continues through May. So if you can't make it earlier, the, the flowers are still hanging on. And the date that you really have to watch for is May the 4th. May the 4th be with you of... <laughs> I can't say that. That always makes me like tongue tied. But <laughs> anyway, so yeah, watch for that because that's when all the Star Wars crowd descends and there's lots going on and just just really, really busy. So dodge that if you can. Definitely. All right. Before we get to the summer months, uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back. Leslie, the summer months, which people have finally caught on. Yes, there's no school 
But believe it or not, the crowds are lower June through August for two reasons. Number one, less people go because nowadays they're like, oh, it's so hot. I don't want to go, even though my kids are out of school. But secondly, even when like the people who are there, they're in the parks less because it's so hot. Right. If you and I are there in January, I guess we're a bad example, but most average families, if you're there in January or February, you can go rope drop to park close and you can probably have your kids stay out there the whole day when it's 98 degrees out. And, you know, there are thunderstorms at three to 5 p.m. every day. Not everyone's going to be out all the time. People are going to end up back at the hotels and taking time to rest at their hotels. So there are lower crowds, both numbers-wise, but also effectively, there are lower crowds during the summer, which I think is one of the pros for going during the summer. Of course, the con, Leslie, is the reason why the crowds are lower now, right? Yeah, for sure. It's it's really, really hot. And I've been in June several times over the last several years, and it's just, it's really miserable in June. So you can only imagine what July and August, which are hotter months, are like. So you really have to be willing to sort of take it slow if you're going to go this time of year because you know you can't like you say do our first market march of happiness from rip drop to park close because you will collapse from heat exhaustion literally yes refer back to our episode on dealing with the heat at walt disney world because heat exhaustion is dangerous and a tough thing now flower and garden has traditionally still lasted through the summer the flowers kind of start wilting towards the end there but that is the special event that's still going of course there's july 4th independence day you know those fireworks rival i think the fireworks are bigger than new year's eve the crowds are about the same as new year's eve they do play them on the third and the fourth so those are really great fireworks that you can check out now our tip for the summer and i think it kind of all everything kind of all comes together we didn't mention this, but because of the lower crowds, it's actually a little bit cheaper in the summer nowadays sometimes than it is even in the fall, especially around some of those fall breaks. It's a little bit cheaper. There are more promos. That Disney Plus free dining promo is July 1st to September 30th, so it's like firmly in the summer. Because of all this, because of the lower crowds, because of the heat, book a longer trip, pace yourself. You know, we always recommend building in one rest day, maybe build in two. If you're there in the summer, you're not pulling your kids out of school anyway. Take a little bit of time off yourself. Like if this is your one Disney trip for a couple years in the summer, add a day or two so that you can pace yourself. Yeah. And you might want to consider that water parks add on during the summertime. You can definitely sort of buy a shorter park ticket, a number of days of park ticket, and then take advantage of, of one of the water parks in the summer. And one thing we forgot to mention, Joe, uh, food and wine does begin in the summer, usually like late July, early August, somewhere around there. I don't know if we have dates for 2024 yet, but um, that's something to keep in mind if you like your food festivals and are trying to to time one of those. Yes. And while we're spending money, uh, summer is a great time to stay in a deluxe resort because of those storms. When you have the extended evening hours, you know, it's cooler at night. If you're at the Magic Kingdom from 10 to midnight for extended evening hours on a Wednesday in the summer, it can be, I'm not going to say it's pleasant, uh, it's, it's much more pleasant than doing Magic Kingdom at 10 to 12 in the morning in the summer. 
So that is the summer months. All right, let's move to September. Leslie, one of my favorite times to go. What are the pros and cons we have here? So pro, you're definitely into shoulder season. The crowds begin to dissipate and in fact can be quite low some of the time in September, just depending. It's it's fluctuated a little bit the last couple of years. And another pro is that Halloween is in full force for the entire month of September. In fact, it starts in August <laughs> for those of you guys who want to get one of the uh, after hours uh, Halloween party in starts even before September. So the the downside really of this time of year, though, is the weather and the possibility of hurricanes. And, you know, the last several years, we've definitely seen quite a few hurricanes going through the Orlando area. So the chance that your vacation could get totally derailed if you end up during one of those, you know, several day windows that that a storm is passing through is, you know, decent. You have to think about that. Yeah, I was telling a client the other day, it's not that like you're going to be made whole. Like if a hurricane is coming through, Disney is going to make you whole. Airlines these days, you know, you can always get travel credit for a year unless you're booking basic economy. So you can get your money back. I think the thing about the hurricane, so, I mean, that's good because a few years ago, you'd be worried about even getting, I mean, Disney was always going to give you your money back, but for the all that other ancillary stuff, you're worried about that. But you're going to get your money back. I think my one hesitation booking in September is like, when you book these Disney trips, you've put a lot of time and energy into them. You're ready to go and you're super excited. And then it's like that emotional letdown of not being able to go. So that's that's my worry about the hurricanes. Of course, I've had actually this hurricane this past September, October, like there was some big storm. I had clients who were like right there at the beginning or the end of it, and they had an amazing time. So, you know, it's all about what you make of it, but definitely be aware that generally the weather's not bad in September, but when it's bad, it's like really bad. In terms of crowds, like September is some of the lowest crowds of the year. Same reason people aren't going to take their kids out of school right when school starts. Food and wine's continuing. Halloween's there, like you said, Leslie. One tip that I have, Leslie, and I wrote this before I even found this out. I wrote as the tip that Labor Day crowds are not bad. It's probably the best three-day weekend of the year to go as far as three-day weekends go. Lo and behold, I was doing some research, Leslie. And this year, at least at Pop Century and I think Caribbean Beach Resort are the two resorts I was looking at, Labor Day rates, uh, when you include in tickets, are cheaper than in late September, like starting in October. So I thought that was really funny, like that a three-day weekend is cheaper than a late weekend in September. So Disney knows it. People don't go over Labor Day, uh, definitely compared to all the other three-day weekends. So our tip is, if you need a three-day weekend, September might be the three-day weekend to use. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, let's move on into October and November. Obviously, the pro of this time of year is that the Halloween celebrations continue. And then in November, you switch over to the holiday season. So you're going to get pretty much any any day that you go, pretty much you're going to get one of those celebrations. Another pro, great weather this time of year. This is when the temperatures start to finally cool down, although you can get some serious heat in early October. It is, it is a little bit hit or miss, but just on average, you're going to have better luck than other times of year. Of course, the downside is the hurricane season does continue into the fall and Like you say, late September, those crowds start to build again. People really like going in the fall. They, you know, often have fall breaks that they're taking advantage of and the crowds do surge. So that's something to think about. You'll have definitely moderate to high crowds this time of year. Yeah. I feel like 
October has become like the second spring break, almost like that spring break and fall break. The crowds, again, they're spread out a little as, you know, different people have different, you know, there's Jersey week and, you know, I know Indiana has a week or two off and stuff like that, but crowds are serious in October and prices are the same. They are more expensive in October, um, no matter what. November is a little bit better, uh, especially as you get close to Thanksgiving. In terms of special events that are going on, food and wine is continuing. There's This is when the Run Disney season starts. Wine and Dine Half Marathon is usually the first weekend in November. And then, like you said, Leslie, it's just great to be in the Magic Kingdom when there are decorations, whether it be Halloween or Christmas, depending on what time you go. Our tip for October and November is, especially if you've been a few times, try a holiday party. Um, the decorations are great. The parties are great as well. There are a lot of fun, different parade, lower lines for the attractions. Um, you get some snacks included, depending on what party it is. This year, I'm really about recommending people trying those extra after hours events um, because they can be a lot of fun. And, you know, if you listen to our trip report last year, I'm still giving my students the candy that my daughter got from the Halloween party we went to. It's it's on the edge of expiring, so I got to get rid of it a little <laughs> bit faster, but it's sitting right over there a few feet away from me. So you can get a ton of candy at the Halloween party and the Christmas party is a lot of fun too. Yeah. And we'll, I guess we'll wait and see whether Jollywood Nights comes back to Hollywood Studios. So you'll have, you know, two parties in the Magic Kingdom, Mickey's Not So Scary, Mickey's Very Merry, and then potentially that holiday party in Hollywood Studios that had a rough start in 2023, but then redeemed itself. Indeed. All things in balance, like we said. Okay. December. December is a weird month. After Thanksgiving, those first couple of weeks, low crowds, like very low. The weather's really nice. It's a really nice time to go. And then all of a sudden, you know, as you get to December 21st, 22nd, 23rd, crowds just shoot up like a rocket. And so, you know, if you're able to go in the early part of December, yes, you have to miss school, but you can definitely avoid the crowds and it's a great time to go. If you go during the Christmas time, I mean, this year was as bad as it's been since 2019, the Christmas crowds. So it's pretty nuts. Of course, the special events, Leslie, during December are... Christmas and New Year's, of course. Right. So the crowds are going to be crazy, especially New Year's Eve. It's going to be really nuts. And I think that week between December 25th and December 31st, that's going to be the most busy. That's when we saw four-hour waits at Flight of Passage this year, Genie Plus costing $39 or whatever. People who got VIP tours for $950 an hour saying that it was definitely worth the cost. Just bear in mind, if you're going to go over, you know, the one nice thing we saw in 2023, and I wouldn't be surprised if we saw it again in 2024, they did have room discounts during that time. So it was like, marginally cheaper, but it's the most expensive time of year to go. It's the busiest time of year to go. And Leslie, there's a, you know, I think our tip this year is a little bit tailored to the quirkiness of the calendar in 2024. So what's our tip for December? So our tip, because Christmas falls this year on a Wednesday, the entire week could be extra, extra crowded. And this is the time of year where you should save your cash and you should pay for everything. Pay for Genie Plus, pay for individual Lightning Lane, pay for the nicer resort. This is not a cheap time of year to go to <laughs> Disney World and you should just prepare yourself for that and be willing to sort of throw money at the problem because nobody wants to stand in a four-hour line for a flight of passage. That's just not a good experience and you're paying so much already, you don't want to have that experience. Yeah. 
if you're going to go, you're already paying through the nose. You might as well pay more. I mean, pay for standby skipper. Less than I haven't used it yet, but people are raving about it. Pay to stay on site. Get that extra half an hour. Get those extended, like the extended evening hours over Christmas were still nice uh, in terms of crowds and things like that. But just if you're going to go over that holiday, pay, pay, pay. Our better advice, just pull your kids out of school for a few days, go in early December and don't pay. Yeah. Yeah. And I should echo that as well. So I am in a different life stage a little bit than you are, Joe. I have a high schooler and then a kid still in elementary school. And it's really hard to pull a high schooler. They've got final exams. This is the first year ever we've had to deal with that. And it's really easy to pull an elementary schooler because often those at last week of school is holiday parties and throwaway stuff and half days. So, you know, pull your kid. If you have younger ones, don't miss the opportunity like I have at this point. And this, the, the weekend schedules are nuts too. Like I, I find like our problem is, you know, all the weekend activities that the kids don't want to miss, but I digress. I digress. All right. So that is our breakdown for the year of 2024. We'd like to know when is the time you are eyeing to go in 2024. You can email us Disney at gmail.com tweet at us at WW deciphered on Twitter message us at Disney Deciphered on Instagram, or leave us a comment on this video on YouTube, youtube.com slash at Disney Deciphered. Before we get out of here, Leslie, do you have a Disney 2024 planning do or don't? Don't talk about Genie Plus because that's not going to be good. We're just going to mess that one up. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So I mean, I would say it's not too late, definitely not too late to plan a 2024 vacation. A lot of folks, you know, got in the habit of planning their Disney vacations months and months and years even in advance. But with all these discounts that just came out this year, with demand being soft, with people paying attention to other theme parks, they have an eye on Universal for early 2025. Disney's maybe getting a little bit of the short end of the stick, but that's to your advantage as a guest to hopefully take advantage of, of lower crowds and find some deals. So I think this could be a really good year to go for a lot of folks, especially when you compare it to like 2021 and 2022, when revenge travel was was at its height. Definitely agree. All right. Well, that does it for this episode. Again, contact us if you have any questions or comments or thoughts for us. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And other than that, Leslie, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. And I will see you planning your 2024 Disney World trip because I know you don't have one on the books yet. Thanks, Joe. 